Hello and welcome to the Sportscast podcast, episode 14. Today we'll have a quick look back at the weekend's football, the Dutch Grand Prix from Zandort. A quick look at the cricket as it reaches its finale, last night's boxing of Usage and Dubois, and a look at the rugby summer series before going into the World Cup. Jordan, welcome back. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, a couple of weeks out. Um, a little bit tired. Had a new baby. But... Takes it out of everybody. Yeah, takes it out of everybody. But he's uh, he's doing well. Mother and baby doing well. I'm doing well. Looking forward to jumping back in. Just a quick one. If you haven't already listened, I know we've already had the, the Dutch Grand Prix today, um, but I have recorded a solo uh, mid-season Formula 1 special if you want to hop over to our socials it's on there if you want to hop over to our Spotify it's also on there Shall we start with the Grand Prix? We can do Did you watch it? I did um, It was it it was crazy it was absolutely crackers it, 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 was, it was a good race it went a bit lull in the middle but you know, sort of the first 10 or the first 15, the last 15 laps, some of the best racing that I've seen. Yeah. It. So for those for those that didn't watch it, just to be sort of like really, really brief, um, rain came on lap two. Two, yeah, something like that. Re- really torrential rain. They were expecting, mo- most teams started on uh, dry tyres and they were expecting light rain. And and it came and it was torrential and and most piled on to, uh, inters. Some went on lap two. Some went on lap three. Some went on lap four. And and basically by lap five or or seven ish, when the rain started to ease and, and lap ten when a dry line started to appear, you had a complete mismatch from the start of the Grand Prix from the qualifying positions like Russell and Hamilton be, had dropped right down it to the seemed to mark. be the top 10 had switched with the bottom 10 yeah. almost but bar a couple of stragglers and, and yeah. things you know McLaren big losers uh, Mercedes big losers um, obviously Red Bull being perfect Red Bull made absolutely the perfect decision and, and, and both Red Bulls were running one and three at that point um, but it was a complete mismatch it was completely no one, could, no one could plan for any part of that. It was no. pure luck of where you were on the track when, when you needed to come in. And yeah. You had no... There was no skill involved in, in any of it. It was just... Perez and Max were so far gapped one and seven Yeah, on the grid. They had, they had enough time to come in and make that call, whereas a lot of teams had to do a lap apart and things like that. Yeah. So they... Yeah, it's a carnage, but... I think the start of the weekend, Danny Rick breaking his hand, yeah. had surgery today. Yeah. Um, hopefully it doesn't put him out for too long. He, he He's the surgeon that got Stroll 
Yes, I was going to say. So Stroll, Stroll had an accident. Did he miss Bahrain or was it a couple of weeks no, before? No, he, he made it he, about 12 days before, 13 yeah. days before. He had a cycling accident, I believe, didn't he? And then uh, Yes. That, oh, yeah, of course he did out of season. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Oscar Piastri went into the barrier and, and Danny Rick... I mean, I don't know. I've, I've watched it a few times and I can't... Danny Rick's sort of not making out. He's got a cape on, but he said that it was either hit Piastri or hit the wall and he shows the wall. I'm thinking... It's a blind corner for a start. Yeah, yeah. it's on a it's on an incline. It's that banking, so you either you either go low or you go high and you yeah. commit. And I think maybe he'd committed, but still, he, he stopped before Piastri. So yeah. if you you know he's not used the wall, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Logan Sargent, big crash in Quali. Yeah, Q three. Then followed by a big crash in the race. Yeah, did you see? Did you see him at the end of the race? He just stayed at. Yeah, turn he, eight. He, he, he didn't go back to green or anything. Right? Funny, Charles Leclerc did the same thing in qualifying. I think. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he yeah. watched. Yeah, uh, he watched. Must be a new thing for the drivers not to catch a lift yeah. back on a moped. Yeah, I think there's 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 was it uh, Alonso at. Um, I want to say it might have been Mexico, it might have been somewhere else where. Um, he he went out and he someone would give him a deck chair and he just sat in the deck chair from, from the banking <laughs> and watched the rest of the race. So there was just so I think that's sort of what people are now yeah. doing. I think Sergeant didn't uh, chose actively to stay at the side of the racetrack rather than go back to his mechanics who would probably be up all night fixing yeah, the car, yeah, and yeah. frantically getting rid of Monza. Fair play to him. He made Q three for the first time, first American in thirty years to to hit um, Q three. You had. Max, obviously, well ahead, half a second ahead of Norris in P1. 1.3 seconds ahead of Sergio. Yeah. It's quite a gap. Um, one one thing I did want to touch on is at the beginning of the race, we had the carnage and, and Perez came in early and he got the jump on Max and he was around 11 seconds in front of Max by the time Max had done his pit stop and it was like lap four or something like that. The the rate in which Verstappen caught Perez was around two point two seconds per lap. He caught him in five laps. It, 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 you have to think that there's an element of turning the car down because Max didn't close that gap and nobody else closed that gap. People closed that gap. Sergio, you know, Sergio wasn't wasn't twenty seconds ahead of third place. Yeah. Max closed the gap and they were still 20 seconds ahead of third place. Yeah. Everyone sort of closed that gap. Sergio's a good driver in the wet. He like he likes the wet. So and he likes the shorter, more agile circuits. Almost street. Yes, yeah, almost street-esque exactly with the bankings and things like that, yeah. So it 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 makes me wonder why was he not getting anything out of the car? Why yeah. was he 2 seconds a lap slower to his teammate? Yeah. And then going back on the dry, he was then given the preferential treatment with... Uh, sorry, Max was given the preferential treatment with the strategy decision. Well, depending on who you believe, nobody got the preferential treatment. And it was a call made by the team. Yeah, because they wanted to protect the gap to Alonso. <clears throat> Allegedly. Which, in the end, it didn't really matter because he got a five-second time penalty for speed in the pit lane, which is a really amateur move. <laughs> yeah. Which helped Gasly out massively. Yes. So, so the result, very quickly, top 10 of the Grand Prix in Zandvoort was Max Verstappen in first, 
nine consecutive wins now. He equals the all-time record, which set by Sebastian Vettel and Andrea somebody. Oh, it was like nineteen. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this. It was like nineteen fifty something. But yeah, yeah, modern times. Sebastian Vettel, uh, Fernando Alonso are in P two. Pierre Gasly taking the final step in uh, P3. Then we have Perez, Sainz, Hamilton, Norris. Really good fight back from both Lewis Hamilton and Lando Norris. They they dropped literally yeah. last and second to last um, and then ended up in, in point scoring position. Alexander Albon in eighth, Oscar Piastri in ninth and finishing off the points, Esteban Ocon. Albon's had a good weekend. He's getting a lot out of that, Williams. I think Williams have... Have had a very productive um, summer. off season, yeah. yeah. It's also, sorry, so I'm not off season. Yeah, so yeah. I, mean, I meant off season, and then and then in summer as well. Yeah, he's done well. Um, they've got a new team principal. The team principal is there for the long run. He's he's um, putting a lot into the team, and do you know what? I think AlphaTauri, who are the worst performing team in the grid at the moment, have eleven. Uh, sorry, three points, and Williams have eleven points, and there's two teams in between, which is Alpha and. Alpha and Haas is the word I'm looking for, and they so they're all split by like eight points. And I think Williams have a really good opportunity to maybe not catch Alpine, who are who have had a really good weekend again. Yeah, but you're not going to get that with they Gasly are, they, and they can finish. Yeah. yeah, they can they can finish uh, above those other three teams. I yeah. think. Busy weekend at football. You've had probably the game of the weekend in the Premier League. Um, Liverpool coming from a goal down with 10 men to beat Newcastle at St James's yes, Park. 93rd minute, was it? 81st, 93rd minute winners. Um, I watched the first half of the game absolutely electric. The, the, the intensity that they played at was was high and, and good to see. A couple of games on Saturday, Arsenal-Fulham 2-2. Fulham scored in the first 50 seconds. Again, Arsenal went 2-1 up. Fulham went down to 10 men and still managed to come back and pick up a point away at home. West Ham are going strong. Another win, which against a very good and informed Brighton team. So, 1-3-1 uh, away, away at the Amex Stadium. From the lower leagues, probably the game of the weekend in the Championship, Ipswich leads. Bit of back and forth, Ipswich took the lead, Leeds came back. Bit of a fight back from Ipswich, but finished 4-3 to Leeds. Who have been in a little bit of disarray in the championship. That's yeah. their first win. So um, Ipswich was unbeaten in the league, won the first won the first three four games, and then and then lost that. In league one, Derby picked up an away win at Peterborough. Peterborough have been pretty solid the last few years. Derby have have been a bit poor this year, losing to Wigan and things like that at home. So to go to Peterborough and pick a result up was what they needed. In the league. Two Swindon beat Crawley six nil, <laughs> and Young got four goals in twenty four minutes. Nice. So uh, there was Robert Lewandowski did it for for Munich years ago, and I think he he did it in about twenty one minutes. But this he got in in twenty four minutes. Um, Leicester top of the championship unbeaten, Sheffield Wednesday at the bottom without a point. Oxford, top of the champion uh, League One, Cheltenham and Fleetwood are bottom with no points. Uh, with a point each in League One. And top of League Two is MK Dons, which they beat Doncaster Rovers 2-1 at home. 
and that kept Doncaster Rovers at the bottom of the table, who have had a pretty poor start to the season. West Ham have reopened some talks with Harry Maguire from Manchester United, so that looks back on. Manchester United are desperate to get rid of Harry I, Maguire. I think, yeah. <laughs> desperate. So but hopefully that goes. It was like trying to, trying to sell an old boat. You just... You just can't get rid. You just cannot. It's got the turning circle of a boat, to be fair. Um, and the forehead. <laughs> Mo Salah, obviously played today for Liverpool, has been linked to Saudi Arabia, and he's apparently asked for the move now. Liverpool are eyeing Jao Felix as a replacement, and, and I know you're not massive on your football, and Jao Felix has uh, he's had a bit of a rough time lately, but he, he's only 24, and he's one of them players that I feel like we've been talking about for 10 years and he's just he's just sort of forever been on the scene I just feel like every single every single week week in week out we're talking about who's going to Saudi next well obviously you've missed a couple of weeks Neymar's gone yep that eye-watering contract where he's on a hundred million pound a year gets a gets a house gets you know a sort of in-house care team he's got access to certain cars and he gets half a million pounds for every post about Saudi that he puts on. Wow. So, he, you know, he's if he's streaming or whatever and he puts a post on, if he links it to Saudi, he gets half a million pounds. Yeah. I mean, I would be all over my socials. Yeah. Earning seven, eight, nine, ten million pounds a day. <laughs> a day. <laughs> but for, he's 31 years old. He's... And you, you, you've, got to, you've got to say that if he has a prolonged contract in Saudi, he, he, he can become a billionaire no problem whatsoever. I mean, I don't know how wealthy he is currently. I assume very more more so than I. But yeah. but he could he could become a billionaire. The, no problem all, whatsoever. They're all putting themselves in a position where it, 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 they don't have to worry about. I mean, a lot of them don't have to worry about anything, especially the likes of Neymar. Benzema, yeah, yeah. But they're putting themselves now at a completely different level. Yeah. Messi has been absolutely tearing. The MSL up yes. and make it look Scenes of this. incredibly easy. Yesterday, they had a game against New York Red Bulls, predominantly one of the best teams in, yeah. in, in the MLS. Mm. The cheapest ticket was four hundred and eighty dollars. Wow! And Messi got benched. <laughs> <laughs> he did come on and score, and it actually, to be fair, it was a very good goal. But. Four hundred cheapest ticket. Four hundred. But why is that? Is that is that um, the price that the home team was setting, or was that the price? I think that's supply and demand and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah supply and demand. Um, but yeah, he's uh, definitely, definitely doing something for that league. Yeah, and for himself. Yeah, massively. The one hundred. Another yes. another solid week of of gameplay. Um, rain. The rain has held off in in the UK for a while now. So we've Being had right. we've had a, a full game. Uh, sorry, a full full week of games, uh, both in the women's and the men's. Uh, the standings as they currently are in the men's. The Oval Invincibles top the point standings with thirteen points, followed by Manchester Originals and Southern the Brave. Uh, Welsh Fire are also uh, on nine points. It's a three way tie for for nine points. You've got the men's final this evening between the Oval Invincibles and the Manchester Originals. So it concludes this weekend, the 100. Yes. So we'll be able to pick up the winners of that 
next week, next week. As, as to what's happened. Mm. Um, have you watched much of the, the 100? I caught a lot early on. Um, I, caught, I, kept, I kept in catch a lot of the men's on an evening early on. I haven't caught as much this week. Um, but I've got an idea what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, you're not the only one. So my kind of little fun fact that I'm bringing to the pod this week is that uh, a company called Statistica, who run a lot of analysis on um, viewing figures and things like that, they've said that this year's um, viewing figures have averaged 1.49 million for the men's and roughly 787,000 for the women's. Mm -hmm. And Sky Sports have come out and said that their viewing figures on, on their platform specifically... Uh, do you have to, I think you have to pay for... Yeah, there's, there's, there's a Sky, Sky Sports Cricket, yeah. Um, that is up 82% year on year. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, And there was a lot of hype around it last year, so yeah. you'd have thought there'd have been a lot more if you say up 82. I mean, one and a half million, you're talking about 90 million... Yeah. 80, 80, 90 million. So. Yeah. So Sky, interestingly enough, um, I don't know whether there's some some influence from maybe India or Pakistan, that kind of area where mm. cricket is huge. Um, Sky Sports figures are 405,000 viewers, I assume. Subscriptions, maybe viewers, I don't know yeah. how they work that out. But overall, the difference there between 405k for um sky and then 1.5 million for overall viewing figures, you yeah. would say that there's around 1.1 million viewers outside of Sky, maybe it's other services BBC, provided. B- yeah, yeah. Um, Virgin, mm. uh, Now TV. Yeah, potentially that's that's yeah. outside outside the UK as well, so yeah, it seems to be going well for them. It, it, it's, it's, it's an entertaining platform. I'm not on board purely on the basis that it doesn't serve a purpose for English cricket in tournaments. Yeah. I know you like your test. I do. I do prefer my tests. There was heavyweight world title fight last night. Um, Usyk versus Daniel Dubois. A bit of a, a weird night for boxing. Um, Usyk picking up the win via, we'll call it a knockout, but it's the softest knockout I've ever seen in boxing. Um, fifth round, Dubois catches Usyk around the belt. Um, and there's there's big uproar because people are saying that it was a, it was on the on the belt line. He had yeah. the belt, you know, his, his shorts high. Yeah, usage claiming it was a low blow. He took three minutes forty five seconds to recover. People are saying that it was a body shot, and that he should have been counted out. I've seen a couple of things where it looks like it's below the belt line. It looks like it's above the belt line. Personally, I think it's a low blow. Um, the 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 ruling is is the belt the the shorts go up to your navel. Anything below the the belt line is is a low blow, and it does look like that is the case. It does seem low for me. Yeah. Um, but then Usage just just catches Dubois with something that you know you you see bigger punches thrown outside your your local on a Friday night. It was a almost like a love tap. You know, nothing major. Dubois goes down, the referee's counting him, and he stands up on 10, almost as if he didn't want to be there. And he's got a bit of a, a history of giving up. Yeah. 
and afterwards he's saying that he was robbed and, and of 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 the win with what happened. But at the same time, he might have, he might have felt robbed of the win, but he didn't he, really. He didn't want have. To get he didn't. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't have any fight in him. And, and as a professional boxer, if you haven't got the fight in you, you don't get in the ring. It, yeah. Just very weird, really, really weird. I'll I'll, have to, I'll show you the punch later, and it it was just. Do you think he just wanted to cash out? He's only twenty five, and he yeah. If 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 you're up there and fighting, I mean, it now sets up a usage fury fight. I can't see anything other than uh, a usage fury fight. Um, who knows? Next week is Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank. Junior, I had a friend say to me today as well that you can only see that going one way, and the same as last time, which was a Smith knockout on Eubank. And I really hope so. And I, I, I cannot stress how much I would love for it to be that way around. Mm. I don't. Uh, there just seems to be. I know boxers are arrogant. There just seems to be an air of arrogance and a bit an air of. I just don't like his dad, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's his dad I actually find all right. It's him. Um, he's been through a lot. He lost his brother sort of back end of 21 and things. But he... Yeah, he, he needs to be careful. He, he runs his mouth a lot and doesn't really back it up as much. Yeah. He, he lost heavily to DeGale. He's he lost to Billy Joe Saunders now. And he's he's lost to... Um, to Liam Smith. Touch on the the Fury fight. Yeah, I mean it's a few a few months away now, isn't it? But I can't see. I'll be honest; I'm not sure if it's still going to go ahead. I think something will happen in the meantime. I just I just watched. Uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was this week or last week. His dad, oh no, his uncle or something like flipping a his table. Dad, yeah, dad so flipping a table. What that is? That's one of the influencer events. Yeah, it's um, it's Logan. Paul and or Jake Paul and Dillian Dill, Dillian Lewis Dillian Dillis or something like that. Yeah. Um, On the dance platform. Is it dance platform? Yeah. He's so Dillian's a um, mixed martial artist. Right. Having a boxing match. I think KSI's fighting Tommy Fury on, yeah. the, on the undercard, and that's why John Fury was there. Something got said, and he just started pushing, flipping tables. Yeah. I think it was very staged. It was super staged. I it, think there's a lot of. He stood up like a like like a, a I don't even know like a, a salmon. Yeah. On on cue, exactly. No, the salmon like a show dolphin on cue. Yeah. And it was like you don't see that to bad me and flip and the table. Just, yeah, it's it's a bit. It's getting a bit silly as well because the KSI Tommy Fury fight hasn't got a water retention, so a lot of boxers make weight. And you're only allowed to put on a certain amount of weight in that 24 hours. Dehydrate, dehydrate, and then just drink loads of water. It's sort of gain up to nearly a stone. There's no, there's no rehydration clause in this fight. And Tommy Fury's got stacks of size on KSI, and it's very concerning that. I mean, I think this is why the British Border Box and Control wouldn't sanction the fight. Well, like, yeah, I've seen that because it's it 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 could be so dangerous. Yeah, and. If it if it was two YouTubers, you won't be as worried. But Tommy Fury, he isn't a world challenger. He's never going to. He's not that world level. But he's a British boxer, at British level, who could hurt someone. Yeah, 
But he'll never he'll never progress in his career. Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he just wants the Instagram Molly May lifestyle of I'll fight whoever I think I can beat and get a big fat paycheck. But actually, I don't want to be in the Olympic team. I don't want to fight on a on a world stage on a proper boxing certified. I think world cash, championships. I think cash is getting more money yeah. on the social side. He's getting probably getting a couple of million for that. His level of boxing, he might get a hundred grand. And he knows it's relatively safe. Yeah. I think that's the other thing as well. He, he knows he's not going to come up against anybody dangerous. You know, he's been doing it for many, many years. You're going to get someone that's maybe been doing it two years. I think Jake Paul's put himself into a, into a position of becoming an actual boxer. Mm. But the problem, the problem you have, and this is what a lot of the UFC fighters do, they retire, juice up, because they're retired, they're not part of the NADA, NDA. Yeah. Um, Testing, mm. so you can juice up, get jacked, and then go. Oh, I want to come out of retirement. Want to start your system? A little bit like what Conor McGregor's been doing because he is massive. But I don't think he'll fight. Yeah. If he does, it'll be in a boxing exhibition. But he called out um, Canelo Alvarez the other day, the Mexican boxer, probably my favourite. Um, very, very, very dangerous man. So I won't be doing that. <laughs> Some interesting rugby this weekend. Um, South Africa New Zealand played at Twickenham. South Africa beat New Zealand 35-7, inflicting New Zealand's biggest ever defeat on them. England lost to Fiji 22-30. That is England's first ever loss to Fiji and their first ever loss to what is classed as a Tier 2 nation. So effectively, England have only ever lost to the clubs between Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, France, Italy, Argentina. They're the only teams, what they're called tier one teams. So they're Fiji, Samoa's, Georgia, Mm. Spain, Romania, Canada. They've never, ever, ever ever in history lost to these teams and they lost to the Fiji team. And I think Bothwick's got a bit of work to do. He's probably the right man for the job. There's a lot of politics involved. Do you think... With England losing, obviously, to Fiji and the embarrassing, really, defeat of New Zealand, do you think they are fielding weaker teams or do you think they are not putting in 100% in preparation, not in preparation, in anticipation of not getting injured ready for the World Cup? Well, that, that, that's the problem. That, that's the, that's what they're facing. Johnny May is coming to the squad now ahead of Watson. Uh, Watson's a big loss. They've lost Farnapolu to a red card. Owen, Owen Farrell's... You, you missed a lot of this. He got sent off, got banned, it got appealed, it got rescinded. It then got appealed. The, the decision then got appealed. They yeah. reinstated his red card. So now he was missing. He's going to miss the first couple of games. So, and then Marcus Smith, who's probably the flair man, he's probably about five foot nine and ten stone, but he's a very good rugby player. So yeah. you go against the Fijians, you don't put him at ten because he's not big enough and strong enough to stop him. When we played, when Wales played England in the first game and Marcus Smith played, we put people running at Marcus Smith knowing that he was the weak leak in their defence. And the problem we've got is he's very, very good at going forward, but he's terrible defensively. So in the second game, they put Owen Farrell there, who isn't, he, he's good. I like Owen Farrell. He's very good going forward. He's very good in defence. He got red carded. He becomes a problem. George Ford started, but he put he put then put Marcus Smith on the pitch, and 
I mean, he wasn't the, the, the cause of their loss, but they chased the game all the way. And England are going to have a lot of work to do, especially with Samoa playing. Samoa lost to Ireland just at 17-13, and England are in the same group as Samoa and South Africa. So I can't see if Samoa play like they did against Ireland and, and, I, and England play like they did against Fiji, England are going to be in a whole heap of trouble. Scotland was 6-0 down to Georgia at half-time, but then came out in the second half and put in 33 points quite convincingly. And Italy beat Japan 42-21. The World Cup squads are being released. Well, a lot of them are out now. Um, for me, the news yesterday of Dan Bigger, the Wales fly-half, has announced his retirement for after the World Cup. So, hopefully... When we win the final, I can shed a little tear that we've got no more damn bigger. But having Fiji and Australia in our group, I'm not convinced we're going to be going very far. Golf FedEx Cup is coming to a close this weekend with Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland heading up the leaderboard. Currently, Hovland 21 under. Uh, I cannot say that name. Can you say that name? Alexander Schaffele. Schaffele on 14 under. 15 under, even. Do you know what the prize pot, the, the winner, gets? It's something ridiculous. The FedEx one is always ridiculous, isn't it's, it? It's increased this year. It's 25 million. 25 million, I assume, dollars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, all right, £18 million, all right. Well, yeah, whichever, yeah, <laughs> even, even so. I don't want it though, if it's in dollars. No, no, <laughs> I know. I'll take it in yen, I'll take it in, I'll take it take in coppers. Yeah, it, it's it's an obscene amount of money. And yeah. um, he's, had a, he's had a fantastic season, Victor Hovland. Hovland has, he, he seems he's, to he's be... Won, he's won a major, he's won a few, mm. he won the BMW Championship last week in, in, in the UK, and he, he's very much, he's always been there or thereabouts in these tournaments. Maybe it's one to discuss in a special on time, but Ryder Cup. The prize money and we, we, we talk about money a lot on this podcast and the prize money for tournaments and the, 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 the sums of money that football players are going for and the, the influence of, of different pe things and people and, and, and things around the world it just seems like money is becoming obscene. Obscene in, in certain areas. Yeah. Twenty five million pounds for four days' work. It's not because it's 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 I think it's three or four tournaments over the last six weeks. Okay, but still, it's still part and parcel of what you're doing week in week out. Yeah, and I get it. They are at the absolute top of their mm -hmm. game. And I was I was talking about it with the Women's World Cup and Karen Kearney's comments saying that fifty you know it should be fifty fifty split in sponsorship money, but it's about revenue and they're bringing in that money. Yeah. So they're spending it, and I think this is where the Saudi comes in because they're probably not bringing in that money. No, and they're spending it because it's their plaything. It's an initial investment, isn't it? Potentially, yeah. will that take off? They would hope so. I don't think they care actually. No, I don't. I think they're going to be second and third. The problem is, is you know, you're going to be looking in ten, twelve years' time as to where Saudi Arabia is as a nation, as a whole. I mean, I've already seen what they're trying to do around um, Dubai and things like that, and putting in an underground. 
train system to Mumbai. All right, okay. And so it's a three-hour flight. They're gonna make it where the train goes 100 kilometers an hour, and it's gonna be under underwater, almost like the Channel Tunnel, mm. and and get there in two hours. But they're gonna build two tunnels, and the second tunnels, one's gonna transport oil to Saudi Arabia, and the other one's gonna transfer clean water to the other. Oh, okay. So they they are becoming far further advanced than what people think they are as yeah. nations. So and when you've got that kind of money, I mean. The, the, the talks around the, the tennis, the trying to keep it out of tennis. There's money in tennis, but yeah. there's not... I mean, golfers earn more than footballers predominantly. Uh, uh, you know, the problem is there's more footballs than there are golfers as professionals, but your elite golfers earn more than your elite um, footballers. So yeah. I do think... It, it helps It helps when 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 the biggest company in the world in terms of profit, operating profit, is, is state-owned. Yes. Owned by the family. Yeah, and the, the football the football league out there is owned by that family and every team's owned by them and it's a very incestuous yeah. place. Yeah, well, look, to be fair, don't knock it. I've never been to Saudi Arabia, never been to Dubai, never been to anywhere like that, but I know people that have. I've seen pictures. It's a very, very influential place. It's a very, very up-and-coming place and... Do you know what? Fair play to them because yeah. where I live, it's a shit hole. <laughs> you into wrestling? No, abs- not not really at all. Generally, this week, I I enjoy the wrestling. Uh, have done for years. Saw Bray Wyatt die. He passed away on. Oh really? Yeah, I think I think it was Thursday night into Friday morning. Uh, maybe maybe Wednesday night into Thursday morning. 36-year-old, um, top of his game, genuinely gutted because for the last sort of 15, 20 years, he has been a main character. Yeah. Um, th- there's no real outcome of his cause of death yet, but reports suggesting that he caught COVID, had a heart attack. Oh, really? Only 36 years old? 36. Left behind his wife and two kids. Genuinely, absolutely gutted. Um, so WWE have done a lot around tributes for him and and for looking after his family. So sad, sad to hear, but a great wrestler. 